Welcome to the first annual LHL Emmy Awards with your hosts, Conrad Sam and me, Guy Sakalakis. Conrad, you are looking gorgeous in that tuxedo this evening. The baby blue really brings out your eyes. Thanks, Guy. And you're looking pretty snazzy yourself. Now, I have to say, I'd only ever before imagined you in heels, but it's great to see it in real life. I've been practicing all week and doing a lot of calf raises. I can tell. It's showing. Well, we've got a great show for you tonight, or this afternoon, or whenever you're listening to this. That's right, Guy. The Academy of Legal Marketers has voted, and will be presenting the awards for what has proven to be a monumental year for legal marketing, including the winner of our Marketer vs. Marketer competition. And to help us celebrate, we'll be joined by musical guest Beyonce, some Grateful Dead cover band, and a special poem recitation by the My Pillow Guy. Hey, Gee, you know those people aren't actually coming, right? Wait, what? I'm gonna have to talk to my agent. <laughs> While he clears that up, let's thank our sponsors. First, we'd like to thank our brand new sponsor, Clio. Clio's cloud-based practice management software makes it easy to manage your law firm from intake to invoice. Try it for free at clio.com. That's C-L-I-O dot com. Thank you to LexisNexis Interaction, the leading client relationship management solution purpose-built for the way law firms engage with their clients. Learn more at interaction.com. And also thanks to LawYaw. LawYaw provides end-to-end document automation for solo, small, and mid-sized practices. Save time and avoid mistakes with documents that you draft over and over again. Learn more at lawyaw.com. That's L-A-W-Y-A-W.com. Last but not least, thank you to Alert Communications for sponsoring this episode. If any law firm is looking for call, intake, or retainer services, available 24-7, 365, just call 866-827-5568. All right, Guy, the moment you've all been waiting for. Ladies and gentlemen, please take your seats, silence your cell phones, get off Twitter. Let's get to it. Guy, what is our first award? Our first award at the first LHL Emmys is for Best Legal Tech Acquisition. Conrad, the envelope, please. And the winner is... InfoTrack, Acquiring, Logical, and the Legal Talk Network. Now, for those of you watching from home, you should know that LTN has a new boss, as does Guy and myself. So we're looking forward to moving forward into 2021 with one of the newest legal tech acquisitions. Congratulations, Congratulations to us, right? (laughs) Congratulations to everyone involved. And we are by no means pandering to our new bosses. We will not pander to our great new bosses. Best ever. Good point. Good point. Okay. The next award goes to the best unintentional link building campaign. Guy, hand me that envelope. 
Now, this envelope seems to have been reviewed by the federal government, uh, multiple variants of the federal government. And as I open this up, the winner of the best unintentional link building campaign goes to the McCloskeys of St. Louis, who gained infamy by pointing guns at protesters walking by their mega mansion and in return received a massive, massive volume of links back to their website. There is no such thing as bad PR in SEO. Although, Conrad, I got to ask you, did you do any uh, investigation into whether or not those links made them rank for anything? I don't know about the ranking side of things, but are you uh, trying to get me to say domain rank? I'm not trying to get you to do anything, man. <laughs> We're going to talk about domain rank in the next award. This is a close cousin of the unintentional link building campaign. This is the best intentional link building campaign. Please, Gee, throw me that envelope. The best intentional link building campaign goes to Seattle law firm Harris Bricken, who successfully took two separate blogs on two different domains, pointed those blogs to their firm's domain, and created a domain rank 71 law firm, which puts it really, really at the top of the domain rank if that's something you care about. Guy, would you like to share your thoughts on this? Well, why don't you tell... Well, should we cue the applause real quick for Harris Bricken? Yeah, let's not, let's not shortchange them on the applause there. That's like a golf clap applause needed. It's a wonderful uh, applause sound. Well, Conrad, why don't you first tell our dear listeners what this domain, what do you call it? Domain rank? Domain, domain rating? Domain rating. So DR, we use And I will try not to... Mock? Interject? <laughs> Ing. <laughs> Good thing no one can see your face right now. So <laughs> there are a variety of tools out there that try to poorly, well, they try to do a great job of measuring the overall authority of a site. And they typically are on a zero to 100 scale. We use Ahrefs. There's a couple other of those tools out there. But the domain rating is a zero to 100 score of the overall link profile of a law firm website. Now, Guy, would you like to unveil your snickering and talk about why you think this is a bunch of hooey. Well, uh, I think you already said why it's a bunch of hooey. You know, one, it's not part of Google's anything. Two, the people who actually, at least one of the proxy metrics that was created, the inventor of it said it doesn't correlate well with rankings. And three, for me, and this is the biggest one, is, you know, most of the firms we work with are local consumer-facing practices, right? So it's your local personal injury lawyer, your local bankruptcy lawyer, local criminal defense lawyer. And getting a link from something like Forbes, which is a high DR, yay, DR, how many, how many what are you going to pay for your high DR site links? Um, my Forbes guest poster? Right. Don't move the dial, in my experience, like a link from, say, oh, I don't know, a local elementary school or a local newspaper especially when you're talking about localized links. So I would say my focus is on, you know, relevance in terms of topics and location. But, you know. All right, Guy, we are getting hushed off the stage like that acceptance speech that has gone on just too long. <laughs> the audience is yawning, looking so at their bored. watches, wondering Sorry when they're going to stop that. talking you about asked. link building. I did yeah. ask. But, Guy, the next award 
is the worst use of social media. Here's the envelope. Who is the winner of the worst use of social media? The winner for worst use of social media, attorney Lynn Wood for his great use of Twitter. Do we say great here? Well, it's worst use. Okay, fair enough. The, the, the greatest worst use of social. Getting banned from Twitter. He's in good company, isn't he? These are not the views of Legal Talk Network <laughs> or Conrad or Guy. Someone handed us a random script to read. All right. While we uh, regale in the awesomeness of this evening, Guy and I are going to go munch on some sushi that's being passed around, but you guys are going to listen to the advertisements. Did you know that firms using electronic payments collect an average of $15,179 more per lawyer and see 6% more revenue growth? Simply put, law firms using electronic payments on average bring in higher case volumes and more revenue. For more insights to help turbocharge your law firm, check out Clio's Legal Trends Report, a compilation of industry insights. Go to clio.com today to download your free copy. No one cites routine drafting as the reason they chose to become a lawyer. But that's where a lot of time goes for solo practitioners and small firms. LawYaw can help you transform your existing Word documents into reusable templates with no coding required. Save time and avoid errors with intuitive features like conditional logic. Use a tool that empowers your experience and expertise. Learn more at LawYaw.com. That's L-A-W-Y-A-W.com. All right, everyone, welcome back to the first annual LHLMEs. Please take your seats, and we're going to open up the award for America's most public lawyer, Meltdown, along with a side nod to the worst dressed. Guy, the envelope, please. Here you go. Anyone surprised at this one? Everyone knew who was going to win this one. The most public lawyer meltdown this year goes to, and by the way, this may... I'm not sure this will ever be bested, Mr. Rudy Giuliani, using the word meltdown quite literally. For our next award, this is a special one, has close meaning to our hearts, because it is the award for the best contest submission. So as those that are listening recall, we asked lawyers at large to submit their best example of legal marketing or worst example or whatever they wanted to submit. And this is the winner of the best submissions. Conrad, the envelope, please. Here you go, Guy. I'm sitting at the edge of my seat. And the winning submission goes to attorney Mike Morse and his masked man video, which we are going to play and Conrad and I are going to kind of uh, voice over this as we go and, and describe what we're seeing. It's black and white. All right, this is a good retro feel. Mike's in a, a mask. There's a girl with some balloons. The balloons are up in the air. Mike's running up the stairs. He gets the balloons. He's got the balloons. Little girl has the balloons. She's running. Mike's following her. There's a dog. Mike's still running. He's, he gets the dog because the dog got away from the woman, so he's helping. 
Now he's helping someone recover their lost wallet. Mike's all about helping. Mike is very Lone Ranger-ish, very retro. This is Mike's mom, the backpacks, which actually is a nod to another campaign that he did, which is really uh, quite impressive. Uh, settlement check for the injured, of course. So congratulations to the Mike Morse Law Firm. Uh, thank you for the submission and your creativity. Uh, you can check out the uh, ad for yourself on Mike's YouTube channel. He actually has a bunch of very creative uh, ads uh, up there that are both, um, some are web made for web, some made for TV. But if you want some inspiration on creativity, check out Mike Morse Law Firm on YouTube. Gee, why is it so important? I mean, this does not look like every other law firm ad. It's just very, very counter to what you typically see. Why do we care? Why did this win? Why did the Academy of all the thousands of submissions, why did they pull this one out? Outside of the box, right? You know, how many times you, or you're, well, I don't watch a ton of daytime TV, but lawyers love to advertise on daytime TV, especially personal injury lawyers. And if you watch them, they're all basically doing the same thing. Stuff's blowing up behind them. They're fighting hard. They're angry. They're talking about how hard they fight. And uh, this one really much more creative. There's an artistic appeal to it. And it's through the lens of, you know, helping, right? So instead of this aggressive trial attorney who's just fighting and trying to hammer the insurance companies, he's out there helping people, helping the little girl with the balloons, helping the woman recover her dog, helping the guy who lost his wallet. So totally different angle. Kudos to Mike and his team for putting this together. And thank you so much for submitting it. And for those interested, we'll also put a link in the show notes so you can uh, watch this for yourself and be the judge. And of course, as always, we encourage your feedback. So love this, hate this. Please do tweet at us at hashtag LHLM. Our next award is for best use of search data in a TV ad. Conrad, the envelope, please. There you are, Guy. And the winner is the Bernstein Law Firm. And they have a very creative website ad, and we'll roll that now for you. CallSam.com is Michigan's most visited personal injury website. If you've been injured, help is always just a call or click away, 24 hours a day. Michigan's number one personal injury website. That's the Bernstein Advantage. The most visited. Most I visited. Like now, so, you know, this one, I actually wrote about this, and we'll put a link to that quick write-up. Um, I saw this ad on television. Uh, very well-known, an institution in Michigan, the Bernstein Law Firm. Very strong brand presence. Great lawyers, great tradition, great family law firm. But it really struck me when I saw it on TV. I was like, they're saying they're the most visited personal injury website. So, one, creative because it's going to drive clicks, right? People are going to be like, oh, they're talking about their website. So, you know, in, in a multi-screen world, someone's watching that TV ad, it's going to make them, prompt them to go look at the website. Why is this website number one? What's so special about it? So that's that's smart, you know, opportunities for retargeting, all that other kind of stuff we talk about internet marketing. But then I was like, wait a minute, how do they know this? What's this data based on? And so if you go to the end, and again, we'll put this in the show notes, and you look at the disclaimer at the end of the ad, it's very specific that their claim, because, you know, you got to have objectively verifiable stuff to pass state bar muster, is based on, uh, they say, Google Analytics data in two specific months of SEM Rush data. And I was like, wow, look at them using SEM Rush 
in their TV creative. Also, Google Analytics data, which presumably they do not have access to any other lawyer in Michigan, right? Right. The other question is just, just to clarify here, Guy, and I have, I have another thought, but like, Guy, what is SEM Rush? So SEM Rush is a search nerd tool that does things like, you know, it checks your website, it tracks rankings, in, but they collect data. They try to model data across a variety of sources to try to like do what Google Analytics does. So it's not Google Analytics, not actually tracking website traffic. They try to show like competitive landscape. You can go read about uh, on SEM Rush's website how it all works. But the thing is that, that I found really interesting too when I decided to do this, because of course I wanted to go see, is that right? And the data does support it. But here's the interesting thing. And it's not surprising in hindsight, but when you think of the most visited personal injury website, you know, search people think, oh, well, they rank for like personal injury lawyer and car accident lawyer and all that stuff. But if you filter out the brand keywords in SEM Rush, you'll actually see it's brand is what's driving it. And so that's another part of this story. And, and I think that's part of their strategy. And again, kudos to their marketing people and, and their approach to this. But they're building brand, right? They, in fact, they've got a, uh, a popular billboard that's just 1-800 and a picture of one of the lawyers there. So like that's how well-branded they are here. And people are searching on that. And so that demand for brand, that's something that I think is, um, we could do a whole show about demand generation, but they do a really, really good job of that. However, when you filter out the brand queries, you see a whole different competitive landscape. And so, you know, you might be inclined to think, oh, they're driving all this personal injury traffic, but really right. it's brand traffic. So this is the other thing that, and, and now I'm going to get dragged off the stage for going on too long about something. But the other thing that comes to mind for me is there is a fallacious correlation in people's minds between the quality of a law firm and how well you rank in Google, Right. How many times a, a month do people complain to you about like, hey, Google doesn't know who I am, but I'm a much better attorney than those guys. I, I hear that every single day. But that you have to realize like there is a very simple minded connecting of the dots among many people. They're like, hey, if Google thinks this is a great pizza, then it must be a great pizza. Right. Definitely. The next award. This is a revolutionary award. This is the best app, not just a legal app, but the best use of an app in the practice of law. Guy, the envelope, please. The best legal app, not just legal, submitted by Kelsey Johnson, goes to Calendly. The reason the Academy selected Calendly is this might be the one single thing that is most revolutionary in the practice of law for those who are employing it because... A well-used Calendly app stops that prospect from searching when they're talking to their intake specialist, but they actually can't talk to an attorney at that time because you can get that time booked on the lawyer's calendar for tomorrow morning. And that means that that searcher is much less likely to continue looking for another lawyer. Now, this came in, this was a very heated competition. There were submissions for many intake management softwares, but the ubiquity of Calendly helped push them over the edge to be the final winner. And I'm biased. I'm a Calendly user myself. And wow, what a difference it makes when you don't have to go back and forth with your availabilities, right? You just give somebody a link. It syncs up with their calendar too. They can pick when it's convenient for them. Talk about reducing friction for scheduling meetings, especially in the remote world that we're in. It integrates with Zoom. So boom, you drop the link, you get the scheduled meeting, you got an embedded Zoom link all right in your calendar, done. Good job, Calendly. Good job. Thanks, Kelsey. And before we get to the 
award you've all been waiting for, the Marketer to Marketer Awards. We are going to end on a sour note with the Worst Abusive Technology Award. Guy, please hand me the festering, rotted envelope that contains the winner of the Worst Abusive Technology. Let me pull this right out of the toilet. Okay, the Worst Abusive Technology goes to everyone, including the agencies and lawyers involved, spamming the crap out of the local results for car accident in California. There happens to be many law firms with many, many, many offices sprinkled across every little hamlet in California. We don't like you guys. And we called out California because it's particularly egregious there. But I got to tell you, even when I was doing the research on the uh, one of these previous awards, just looking at the local pack for even around me, it was like four of the top five were spamming the local pack. And I was like, and this was just, this was not, this was just off the cuff, no research or anything. It's just like, and also shame on Google for not fixing this problem, right? I know you can't say anything about Google, but I'll say it for you. <laughs> well, uh, what we should say here is now that they're collecting things like licensing information, they may be able to make a slightly better assessment as to whether or not those offices are actually there. Let's see if they do that. Just throwing that out there. Just Let's a suggestion that we have never brought up to Google before. Well, ads and organic, they don't talk to each other. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> all right. Now, as the moment that you've all been waiting for comes closer, we're going to take a small break so you can collect your thoughts, and we will be back with the winner of the Marketer to Marketer Showdown. The right client relationship management solution enables and empowers firm growth. LexisNexis Interaction is designed specifically for law firms and embeds client intelligence at the heart of every interaction, providing valuable insights into client relationships so you can make strategic decisions about how to focus your resources to gain more business. Learn more and request your free demo at interaction.com slash lunch hour. As the largest legal-only call center in the U.S., Alert Communications helps law firms and legal marketing agencies with new client intake. Alert captures and responds to all leads 24-7, 365 as an extension of your firm in both English and Spanish. Alert uses proven intake methods, customizing responses as needed, which earns the trust of clients and improves client retention. To find out how Alert can help your law office, call 866-827-5568 or visit alertcommunications.com forward slash LTN. And welcome back from the break. So this is the big grand finale. For those that have been listening, you know that we entered into this competitive marketer versus marketer competition in which Conrad and I went out and tried to get people to subscribe to the podcast. Now, we'll go through some of the details of this. I will even, even do that. Give me the stupid envelope, Conrad. Here's the huge envelope. There's a big check in here, by the way, I think. Congratulations to this year's winner of Marketer versus Marketer, Conrad Sam. Conrad, how did you do it? Guy, thank you. I would like to thank my competitors, the people who taught me my craft, and especially... Ezekiel, who's in Czechoslovakia, spamming the crap out of the results. 
Well, also, you should be paying some mind to your Haro person, D-Bays, whatever. Well, that's that went through to Czechoslovakia. So oh, there's, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, so there were a couple of things that we did on this, and I wanted to kind of showcase how easy it is. The reason I bring up the cheating right off the bat is because I want you guys to... I want to demonstrate just how easy it is for us to lie to you about how well we're doing. And I think it's really important that you take your agency's self-reported metrics with a grain of salt and start getting some accountability. You, you guys should have your own accountability for evaluating whether or not your agency is doing a good job and stop, stop listening to their reports because it's so easy to cheat in everything that we do to make ourselves look good. Yeah, it's a really good point. And you know, just in that same vein, Here's the thing that doesn't lie. Open case files, new clients, legitimate qualified leads. And so you can work your way back from those. But, you know, seeing things like, you know, in our case, which we'll go through, you know, clicks to an embed, opening the player, not that valuable to actually uh, subscribers on the show. And in fact, when we corroborated this with downloads of the show, no correlation Connor, you can go. Th you can go through the strategy here and talk kind of what happened here, yeah. but it didn't correlate to more subscribers for us. Although right. it looked pretty good in the report, it looked great in the reports. And so what we did, just because I wanted a to win and b to make my point, I took two very different strategies. One which was frankly delightfully boring. That was actually effective. We generated a, a bunch of lessons from that, and that's where we put. 98% of our dollars went to actually advertising. Very boring Facebook content. This is Guy and Conrad talking about an episode. We were playing on uh, an audience that we already knew, which was really helpful. And we were, frankly, cashing in on the brand recognition between Guy and Conrad to people who already knew us to drive people to listen to the podcast. And that was actually effective, wasn't it, in terms of actually getting people to listen. Generate a lot of clicks too. The sessions, so that's another thing that we should point out. And this yeah. is again, back to this idea of tracking the right metrics. The traffic to the pages we drove to was through the roof. But what happened was people were getting there and they either weren't playing the episode or they weren't clicking through to subscribe to it. And so um, again, clicks are meaningless unless they can be tied back to that key performance metric that you're trying to achieve. And that's that's really, really important. And Guy, if one of our listeners has a case where you're driving a lot of clicks, but it doesn't seem like a lot of what I will call real conversions, you need to start thinking about landing page optimization testing. You need to wonder, is there, is there something about my site? Is there something about my page that's not working well, right? And start thinking about what can I do to, to convert 1.2% of the people? Can I make that 1.3 and 1.4%? And doing that scientifically becomes really, really important. And the other thing there that I think is important that you alluded to is, is making sure all the everything's working, right? Because so how many times have you seen where it's like, oh, the script's wrong on the call tracking number or a form's broken or whatever it is. Another thing that I think was a, a good thing to share on this, um, we talked about, I wrote about this recently too, but Facebook's library tool, ad library tool, you can actually see what your competitors are, uh, what ads they're running on Facebook. So in fact, during this contest, I was curious, like what kind of, you know, Conrad talked about his llama, whatever, what was your llama supposed to be doing? We were gonna, we, so what I, what I originally wanted to do was to have absurd creative versus boring creative and see what happened. So my original 
plan was to get just a picture of Conrad and Guy and our, our very kind of well-dressed faces. Well-dressed faces? Well-dressed <laughs> with just our faces is what I meant to say. And then I wanted to do something like ridiculous, like a, a llama with headphones smoking a joint or something and see whether or not... <laughs> there we go. The Billy Crystal laugh, laugh track. <laughs> to see what would happen, right? And see how they would perform. And the reason for doing things really, really fundamentally differently is if we just did a like a Conrad versus Guy, and the results are probably going to be fairly similar, or maybe they wouldn't be, in, in which case, if we did like, say, you know, Conrad versus Beyonce, maybe the results would be very different. But like, you need things that are very, very different, creative that's very, very different to start to identify nuances between them. And so what we actually ended up realizing was that the boring creative that we started with was performing pretty well at driving clicks. And as I was watching the scorecard, I was like, oh, we're ahead. Let's not shuffle the deck here because we're winning. So we, we kept the boring, but it worked. Yeah. And again, regardless of whether you're actually going to do advertising on Facebook, I think it's worth your time for uh, competitive inspiration, competitive intelligence. See what your the other firms in your area are doing. Go type their firm name or whatever their Facebook pages into the Facebook ads library, and it'll show you all the active ads they're running. And for some firms, like some of these bigger national firms, they actually run political ads. And um, there's certain ad categories that Facebook will even show inactive ads. So you can get like their whole history, active and inactive ads. And so again, good competitive intelligence. But even if you just want to see like content ideas, regardless of whether you're going to be doing anything on Facebook, I think that there's some good inspiration in there to take a look at. Yeah, no, it's great stuff. And so because we're all running a business, Guy, and we need to be thinking about things like cost pers and maybe even ROI, one of the things we did start looking at was the cost per listen, right? How much did it cost for us to gain a user? And you can then arbitrage that in, in our world as to whether or not that makes sense to drive more revenue from the sponsors, right? And so this, this is all just really, really basic business. But once you know what your conversion is, and Guy's point was really, really valid, you need to know that this is a real client. You need to know that this is a prospect. It's not the pizza guy delivering pizza who's counting as a lead from your self-reported marketing agency. But get down to what is our cost per real inquiry? What is our cost per intake qualified lead? And the other thing that we learned on this process here, free works right? Guy, you used your free audience and that drove a bunch of listens and I did too. Yeah. In fact, for even though I was the loser, the overwhelming majority of the plays, the valuable metrics that I was tracking were generated through organic channels. So, uh, and I'll tell you, it was LinkedIn, some of the LinkedIn groups that I'm in, some of the Facebook groups that I'm in and our email list, which is, you know, it's an opted in email list for people interested in legal marketing. So again, I think that that is an important part of the story here is that this organic stuff really, really works, but you've got to follow all those things that we talk about when you talk about inbound marketing, you've got to actually develop, have something that people want to uh, listen to. You've got to have, you know, some relationships already built up. But once you do that, you know, the cost of that was the time it took me to put the UTM parameters on the URL and post it in one of these groups. But again, you know, I say this, and I think this is an, another point that we are constantly harping on on this show is it's not about just link dropping everywhere, right? You've got to actually come up with some messaging around and give people a reason, like what's the value there? Why would they actually be interested in it? Give them a little teaser or something like that. But it can work. And so again, if you're on a limited budget, 
and you are looking for ways to meet new people and grow relationships and grow professional contacts, LinkedIn, LinkedIn groups, Facebook, Facebook groups. And the other great thing is, is like people are asking for lawyer recommendations. There's lawyer to lawyer referrals. There's other professional, non-lawyer professional groups. It's a great source. It can be a great source of new business for lawyers. Yeah. And the key here, Guy, as you alluded to, you need the audience and it takes time and genuine engagement. And that's something that no agency can fake for you. Like it just takes your engagement. Well, this concludes the first ever LHL Emmys, hopefully the first in many. As always, if you enjoyed this show, if you enjoyed this episode, please do review us. Uh, if you clicked on one of Conrad's wonderful ads, please let us know. Hashtag LHLM on Twitter or whatever social media, or you can feel free to message us or contact the good folks at LTN. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. Yeah, we want to know why you clicked on that ad, right? If you're a first-time listener to the pod and you came here because of the ad, we want to hear from you because that's, that, is, that is the insight that we'd like to bring. Unless, of course, Conrad paid you to click the ad. Goodbye, everyone. It is time for us to head home. The clock is about to strike midnight, and Guy's crystal slipper is just about to fall off. This dress is really riding up. If you're a lawyer running a solo or small firm and you're looking for other lawyers to talk through issues you're currently facing in your practice, join the Unbillable Hours Community Roundtable, a free virtual event on the third Thursday of every month. Lawyers from all over the country come together and meet with me, lawyer and law firm management consultant Christopher T. Anderson, to discuss best practices on topics such as marketing, client acquisition, hiring and firing, and time management. The conversation is free to join, but requires a simple reservation. The link to RSVP can be found on the Unbillable Hour page at LegalTalkNetwork.com. We'll see you there.